Welcome to Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. This podcast started with me just kind of interviewing my friends, and now we're at a point where I'm interviewing people who inspire me. Every week you are going to hear how someone else identifies with the feeling of not fitting in and success. So let's just hop into the episode and thank you for all of your continued support. Hey weirdos, I want to share something with you I've been doing for a couple of months now. It is called Forbidden Bingo with my friend, DJ Rockstar Aaron. We are both from Denver. Uh, Great human. Something that they put on virtually out of the kindness of their heart every week. And I'm just going to start by saying it's 18 plus, just so you know. Um, but it's Forbidden Bingo. Forbidden Bingo is so much fun. You can play it in person if you live in Colorado or if it plays other places, or you can play it virtually online every Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific. Wow, I'm bad at time zones. But you know what? Just go to ForbiddenBingo.com, grab your tickets, and tell DJ Rockstar Aaron and Rich and all the other people that are playing that I sent you. That's ForbiddenBingo.com and unofficially, officially sponsors this podcast. Aloha listeners. Okay, so we have two episodes left in season one. That is pretty exciting. That makes my grand total 89 actual episodes. You know, I have a lot of bonuses as well. Thank you guys for being with me um, over this last year plus and some change. Uh, reminder, I do have merch. Please don't kick me out.com slash merch. I'm now fielding interviews for season two, and we're just going to keep the ball rolling. I am so grateful that you guys have taken the time to allow me space to get my ducks in a row, and you've been with me on my mental health journey. You've been with me through my husband's deployment. You've been with me through moving to Hawaii. Holy cow. You've been with me through a lot of stuff. So if you're new here, welcome. This is Please Don't Kick Me Out, an inclusive podcast about imposter syndrome. This week's guest is Joe Walsh. Joe Walsh is from the podcast Survive It. How do you survive? your 20s. He's one half of it with his brother. It's a really great episode. I'm excited to share it. So let's just hop on into it. And as always, thank you for your continued support. If you want to be a guest, hit me up pdkmopodcast at gmail.com. Thank you and have a great day. Hey, how's it going? I'm good. Thank you. Doing very well. Things are, things are looking up in the UK. So I'm, I'm doing well. Thank you. I heard that you guys have, okay. At the time of recording this, what today is the 13th of April, which is not on a Friday the 13th, which is good. It's a Tuesday <laughs> and what your pubs just opened, correct? Yeah. Pubs opened, uh, heck, like hairdressers and barbers have opened. I've yet to go. Um, mm. what else has opened? Gosh. Uh, yeah. Non-essential shops have opened. And it's getting warm. Well, I wouldn't say it's getting warmer, but it, you know, it's getting UK warm. Like yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm familiar. I've been to UK quite a bit. But uh, to my listeners, of course, this is please don't kick me out. They podcast yeah. about imposter syndrome, and the lovely, gorgeous voice you're hearing on the other end is coming to us from obviously the UK. We've got Joe Walsh with us on the podcast. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hi, uh, whoa. I'm just going to uh, give you the floor. What is your elevator pitch? Who are you? What do you do? Etc. So uh, yeah, my name's Joe. Um, I'm I'm from originally from Manchester, which is a city up north in England. Uh, I live in London now. Uh, I'm an English teacher. Uh, this is my first full year of of teaching uh, in a in a oh, college wow. 
yeah and uh which is a little different in the uk to the, to the us it's the 16 to 18 kind of category mm -hmm. and uh, i also have a podcast called how do you still have your 20s as well so i'm a i'm a part-time podcaster oh well i love that and when you reached out to me to be on your podcast slash be on mine i was mm -hmm. like all for it because I feel like my 20s were a dumpster fire lit on fire, thrown <laughs> off a cliff, and then it landed in the ocean. So I'm more than happy to help your listeners navigate. I don't know if the advice is going to be sound, honey, but you know what? We'll see. <laughs> all, all advice is appreciated. And I guess you just got to figure it out from there. But uh, that's what I find about your 20s is, is lots of people give you lots of different advice. And some of it works, some of it doesn't. I guess you got to try it out. But uh, yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, yeah. I'm excited to have you on. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. I'm I'm so blessed. And every time I get asked to be on a podcast, like when I tell people, my listeners know this about me is like I started my podcast because no one ever asked me to be on a podcast. Not to say I ever tried. I never tried. <laughs> um, but it was always like always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Right, and when so I started cool. my podcast and I started getting asked to be on things, I I was like just so shocked like Pikachu shocked. I was like, whoa, people want me <laughs> on their things. Yeah, Like yeah. this doesn't suck. I'm not the worst. Wow. Yeah. And then I have a podcast <laughs> about imposter syndrome. So it's just like imposter syndrome, like coming full form. So it's, it's yes. all good. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, it's funny yeah. if you, if you have a podcast, all of a sudden you, you become this self-proclaimed expert on said thing, don't you? I uh, guess. So be very I guess. Careful with what, uh, yeah. What, what topic you pick? Well, yeah. And I, I, of course, picked this. My listeners know this. I picked this topic because I got, uh, I was a marketing director um, oh. and I got laid off in the pandemic. Uh, I was also like questioning my worth and my value at the company. And then they were like, mm. oh, but also it's a pandemic and like, bye marketing department. And I was like, okay, guess I don't have a job anymore. Uh, wow, okay. And uh, so I got laid off and I had been producing a podcast for my former boss. And so I knew how to do it. And right. I also did radio DJ all through college. And I always oh. have like this gift of gab, which my friend Mitch just told me this week that the gift of gab is you have to kiss the Blarney stone in order to have the gift of gab. I have not been to Ireland. So I've been saying gift of gab for a whole year. So I apologize. Oh, so I'm, like, you are an imposter. I'm, wow. I'm culturally yeah. appropriating this phrase. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but I thought that that was just a kosher thing to say. It's not. <laughs> Oh, I, yeah, I don't know. I, th I think the Irish are pretty chilled people. So um, yeah, I don't. They're like gonna throw much, potatoes but... at me. How dare you? Well, <laughs> I think that would be stereotyping. But like, um, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I didn't. I didn't actually realize you. you it, the gift of the gab was an Irish thing. Actually. Apparently, so, yeah. Really so like, I guess you have to kiss the Barney Stone. And this is my friend Mitch, who I was on his podcast. It's called Life with Mitch. And uh, mm. I don't know when this will release as we're talking, but like he's also going to be on my podcast tomorrow. Like I'm interviewing him. So he sent me this thing and I was like, wait, one, are we about to be the ultimate trivia team? Because you just knew this off the top of your head. And two, wow. Now I feel stupid. <laughs> well, I've learned something. So I, that's fair. Yeah. That's now fair. you learn something. Now it's yeah, like exactly. in, in your brain, in your brain. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So before we like hop into the interview, I have some questions for you right off the bat that are, are, are obviously me. not on the intake. But um, teaching in a in a pandemic as your first year of teaching, uh, what has that been like? Uh, about as fun as it sounds. Uh, it's, <laughs> do you know, it's, uh, oh gosh. Do you know, honestly, I was thinking about this winter. So we, in London, we went into lockdown 
just before Christmas. So I, I couldn't go see my family. Mm-hmm. Um, everything was closed. So Christmas was, I mean, was canceled pretty much. Mm-hmm. You, know, mm-hmm. you know, obviously there's the whole festivity and the whole, you know, emotional side to it as well and religious side as well. But in that kind of en- essence of seeing family, hanging out with friends, et cetera, that was kind of canceled. Yeah. So from then uh, up until really kind of beginning of, well, middle of March, we were in this lockdown and I look back and I think about, you know, the teaching and, and stuff like that. And I think back, I was like, I do not know how I got through that. That was depressing. <laughs> you don't realize too much. You kind of just get through it. But it was, I look back and I was like, oh, that was rough. Uh, how was teaching? Uh, In the U.S.? It's, no, so I'm, I'm just kind of asking the question oh, myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I guess it's just reliving some trauma, I guess. But, oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there are advantages, right? So when you're teaching, you know, in, in the classroom and stuff like that, you are running around all the time. There is so much to do. Yep. And there's, mm-hmm. you know, students will come up to you and you, you, you help them out and so on and so on. And so you're, you just don't have time for anything. You get home late, et cetera. And, you know, there's, there's, there's times where you go hours without being able to go to the toilet. Whereas teaching at home, there were certain creature comforts. So I have an ensuite. And so that meant I could mm-hmm. go to the toilet when I wanted it. It was like, oh, this is a really nice luxury. <laughs> so the, there were those kind of elements. But then mm-hmm. as well, I think it was, it, I, the way I did it was very quick and like, okay, nobody likes to learn this way. Let's, let's do this quickly. Let's do this efficiently. Mm-hmm. And um, I kind of been preparing my students to, to go online because I, you just kind of knew something was happening. So mm-hmm. it wasn't that bad. I did feel sorry for the teachers who are, <laughs> who are considerably older than I am and are perhaps less um, commuter savvy. I think they really struggled with it. Oh yeah. yeah. I've heard this. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. But I'm not going to lie. Staring at a blank screen for six hours and, you know, just talking, to not to yourself but you know asking students for answers and then waiting 30 seconds for response it, it was emotionally draining I'm not gonna lie so it was it was rough but we, we got through it <laughs> well nice are you are you now in person have you been vaccinated yeah. all that no no not being vaccinated yet just because oh. of my age yeah um yeah you, I, I don't know why you would vaccinate teachers I don't know what good they do to society <laughs> but uh uh, yeah, so I've not been vaccinated. However, most of my colleagues have been vaccinated. So I guess the ones who struggle with the computers are now vaccinated. So I guess, you oh, know, it's the and all that. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> surprising works, yeah. to me because uh, in the United States, we're trying. So actually, as we record this, it is yeah. a Tuesday, April 13th. I'll just say it. People are like, when do you like record and release things? I'm like, I don't, whatever. I do. I, <laughs> well, I just go on yeah. feeling honeys. So, yeah. uh, so at the time of recording this, um, teachers were in one phase B in San Diego, at least. And that meant that oh. they were like vaccinated because they wanted to get students back in, but they're pulling them back into the semester. And it's okay. So like it's April 13th right mm-hmm. now. So it's like mid April. And their semester's done at the end of May. So like, what, what? So now we're like going back into like actually in-person learning. So my friend, Ryan, she's a teacher and she's a teacher for uh, ninth grade. She does ninth grade English, ninth grade history. Love her. I have another uh, friend who's uh, also a ninth grade teacher. I don't know how they do it, but, but they, but they <laughs> how, have been how either virtual. Ninth grade? Oh gosh. Okay. So ninth grade would be 14. 
14. Okay. That's the, that's the about your age, age. range. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And uh, so my friend, Ryan, like she's in yeah. Vista, which is like North County and that's where she teaches. And so she's like, she's in, they're in a hybrid mode where it's like, they go in for like two days of a week and then they oh, virtually they the teach rest the rest of, of it. Yeah. yeah. And then um, my friends, like, so um, my husband's currently deployed. So when you talk about like being depressed and alone, uh, <laughs> I know that feeling way hard. It hits me. Yeah. Mm, love it. Uh, yeah. So my husband's been deployed for seven going on eight months. It'll be nine months by the time he gets back next month. And wow. uh, so like, when you talk about like, okay, like being alone and having to like do all these things, it's like, I couldn't imagine like doing that plus teaching. Like I just couldn't imagine it and good on you because I think that good teachers are hard to come by and you sound like someone who like really knows your stuff and like your students probably, I would assume respect you and they respect my friends, Ryan, they respect my friends, Ashley. But for me personally, I'm terrified of teenagers and I just couldn't do it. Like, you do have to stare at the belly of the beast. They, they are. They're they so are mean. Scary. Yeah, they and are. I'm on, tic- really I'm on TikTok <laughs> and they are so mean. They are so mean. And I'm on TikTok and I'm like, I don't like, I post content in my little bubble yeah. of content. And then like, I have like a couple of teens that like are obsessed with me, but I'm like, I'm in my thirties. Like I'm too old to be your friend. Like I, yeah. <laughs> Chris Hansen's going to sit down and ask me to like take a seat and like also arrest me. Like I can't be your friend, but people are like, you're so cool. And your dog's so cute. Cause I have a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. And they're like, Oh God, your dog's uh, so cute. And, like you're so cool. And I'm yeah. like, I'm not though. <laughs> like I promise you <laughs> I'm a mess. Like that's what's up. So, um, I don't know. I, I just good on you for like dealing with that age bracket because I could never do it. Yeah. It's, um, uh, it's, uh, what's the word? It's a double-edged sword. Maybe that's not the right term, but it's, you know, it's, it's rewarding, but it's, you're right. You, you do feel like you're smashing your head against the wall, like all day, every day. <laughs> so, uh, how old are you personally? How old am I? I'm 28. 28. Okay. And I'm yeah. 30. I'm going to be 32 this year. I'm going to be 32 in June. Okay. 32. Right. Okay. Yeah. So you and I are in that like upper echelon of like, not really yeah. Gen Z, not really millennial, but like kind of on yeah, that cost. Zillennial, I think they call them. Zillennial. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, zillennials. Oh yeah, no. Yeah. No. That sucks time. for us. There is, there is a guy who I follow on TikTok and uh, I can't remember his name. And he does these like millennial recaps of the week. <laughs> and he like sums up Gen Z, and I, I honestly, I find it fascinating. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is just what I need, because my students will say things, mm-hmm. and uh, oh gosh, them them caps and like they'll say terms, and I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And I've never felt yeah. so old. No, like, I know. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I wouldn't class myself as an old person. No, exactly. You're not. You're you are you are a young gun. We're I'm I'm I know at 32 I'm not old, <laughs> but I will say like. And also like, so when you have a dog on TikTok, which is my dog's mm. on TikTok, and that's why I started my TikTok again. Cause I was like, oh, it's like now owned by like a North American company for like the things that's maybe maybe more safe. So I like went back on TikTok because I got in a fight with a child about You're gonna fight with Chick-fil-A the child? Oh, in wow, okay. April of last year Yeah. after many, many glasses of boxed did, wine. Well, did you, did you win the, the fight at least? Were you the winner? No, they, they told me I was ugly. <laughs> oh well. there are like a 
11. But really, okay. So in America, we have like, this. I feel like that's the only, like, as far as child comebacks, <laughs> they've only got so much. Well, you're ugly. So... I'm like, okay, yeah. well, I'm also, I, I own a home in San Diego, California. So get fucked. Thank you. No, yeah, but and like, you still that's got to go through yeah. puberty. So I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't like, like, throw that comment out there. Enjoy your acne. Like, what? <laughs> no. So I was like, I probably shouldn't be on here. And then right, they were yeah. kind of weird with the Black Lives Matter situation. And so when you have a dog and so I started my TikTok after my husband deployed, I started my TikTok mm. because I have a, my dog is going to be a year next week. And funny enough, he shares a birthday with Queen Elizabeth II. So oh, really? we are okay. doing a, um, with my vaccinated friends, I have like all four of them, <laughs> all four okay. of my vaccinated <laughs> friends, cause I'm vaccinated. All four of us, we're going to do a charcuterie board and we are doing a pup party and it's uk themed it's gonna be like uk flags <laughs> all over the all over the joint of my house because i'm getting ready to move to hawaii and so it's like a going away yes. slash you know okay. like my puppy my puppy's turning one yeah so he's gonna have like three little dog friends there and they they all get like a frozen treat and i have like a full like i bought like a, a london like backdrop i've been to the uk so many times i used to date a geordie quite frankly a geordie yes all i right. did oh i'll get there they have Don't like even a worry, geordie geordie accent as well no, oh, yeah, no, oh, he wasn't really fun, Jordy. He wasn't like fun, like Jordy Shore. <laughs> he was like boring, Jordy. Lived with his parents, like right. this poor man. I hope he never listens to my podcast. He probably does. Uh, but like he and I, like he used to like come to the states and work okay. in the states. And I met him, and we used to like go to the same like music shows together. And he was working mm. for a radio station that like did like syndicated music. And he was working from home and we were the same age. I think I might've been like a couple of months older than him. It didn't matter. But anyway, we, no. we were friends and then we started dating. And then I like went abroad to like go see him. And I went up to Newcastle and I've been all over the UK. I, mm. I've been all over my, my mom's super obsessed with like royalty. And like when princess Diana died, my mom like was devastated for a whole month. We had friends and family that like we oh, met. Wow. And so I, I, I was born in Rochester, Minnesota, which is where the Mayo clinic is, but then it also there's a huge campus of IBM. And so I grew up with friends abroad, like Australia sure. and the UK mm -hmm. and everywhere mm -hmm. and Germany. And so I grew up in that kind of mindset and my mom just like loves history about England. And so she was like, okay, we have to go. So when I was four, we did like a month long trip around the UK. So I've been like everywhere. And then, oh, wow. and then I started dating this guy and, and I've also like been to the, I think I've been to the UK as many times. There's only another one other place I've been to probably as many times. And that's Las Vegas. The UK okay. is about yeah, okay. synonymous with that. Like a, how many times <laughs> I've been. And so I started dating him in 2014 and we were dating for we started dating in April and we broke, I broke up with him because I came home and he was like, he was staying with me and he didn't like clean the dishes or take my dog out. Cause he has cats and he doesn't understand like if the dog has to go outside. Sure. Yeah. And I was, and I was like, okay, like I'm cleaning up after you. Like, what are you doing? I was yeah, like, I'm yeah. not, I'm not, I'm not an extension of your mother. And so yeah. I sent him on an airplane back home and <laughs> I never saw him again. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. But that well, was sure that was the end of twenty four. He's probably yeah. still living with his parents. Good for him. Well, well there you go. In 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 Newcastle. So in Newcastle, but he wasn't yeah. fun, Jordy. No, but his dad, his dad had the accent. He was always like blah 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 like blah 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 like man like. And I was just like that's, a Jordy accent. Yeah, yeah very Jordy, yeah, yeah. very Jordy. 
Um, but as for me personally, like, uh, it's so funny because I was just watching the show last night, um, that was called like love abroad or something or passport to okay. love. And right. one girl was like, I've always wanted to date Prince William. <laughs> and I'm like, he's bald first and foremost, he's very bald. Okay. And, uh, did you just see that there was just an article that came out that said like Prince William is the hottest bald man. I was like, John Cena. Like we could talk about the rock, like, and we were putting Prince William and it came out. It was like, almost like the, the media blocked it right after the Meghan Markle shit. So it was like, boom, boom. And I was like, no, this is not an excuse. Like we can't do this. (laughs) And I actually had a drag queen that I interviewed that's from the UK that brought this up to me on the podcast. And Mm. I just thought it was absolutely hilarious but anyway so she's like i just always wanted my prince william and as a kid i thought i wanted to be married to someone british sure like and i thought that was what i really wanted for myself and then i dated someone from england and it just went so bad it just went so bad that i was like "Mm, no (laughs) absolutely not (laughs) oh so you ruined ruined all British no, for not you. all. I mean, I'm married. I'm married now to yeah. a person in the Navy and I could live abroad. We could live in England. We could get assigned in England That's easily. But, the, yeah. but the, the thing is, is like, it's like, uh, I think I'm okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. Yikes. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, dear. yeah, I mean, to be, I've no idea who, who makes the decisions of who is the sexiest people alive. I guess, do they take a poll? Like, I don't know how they do it, but it's surely the thing. It was the makes, sun. It was the sun. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's not exactly the most. Um, no, it's not accurate reliable, at all. Reliable, reliable <laughs> of, of information. But uh, surely the thing that makes him most attractive is the fact that he's a prince. Would you? Would you say that? Would no. I if he were if he if he was if an if, if it was like a gun to my Darby. head and it was it was him or like a ham sandwich, I would choose the ham sandwich. Choose well. I think most people would choose the ham sandwich. To be fair. <laughs> I love I that. Which, and it, I know which one I would choose. It's uh, hands down. Yeah. You're like ham sandwich. Just delicious. Yeah, yeah. Like, love yeah, it. Exactly. Like, you're like, yeah. does it have some cream with it? Like, yes, let's go. <laughs> um, but anyway, of course, we're on a podcast about imposter syndrome and I, you mm. are just a delight and I am, I love being able Stay to talk kind. to you. You are so sweet. Um, so we'll hop into the first question, uh, right. which is, of course, do you have it all figured out? Yeah, that's that was such a good question. Um, no. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's the simple answer. Uh, um, wow. Yeah. I mean, the more I think about it, the more I go, no, no, I don't. Um, it's, it's funny. So you, uh, I'm, <laughs> okay. So I, when I was 18, I, I, I lived in a city for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was doing a service thing with my church and then I came back. I went to university for a couple of years uh went back to Italy as part of my university came back lived in France for a year came back did my teaching qualification thought I was going to be in Manchester then something big happened in my life uh, which which made him you know was changed my life quite a lot and and then made me move to London so and then that kind of it kind of rocked it kind of shook my life plans and and, mm-hmm. and now I'm very much this stage of my life at 28 where I've I'm here in London I'm figuring things out and I'm like, I'm not too sure where I'm going. I don't really know where I'm going career wise. I don't really know where I'm going uh, relationship wise. I don't really know where I'm going 
creative wise, side hustle wise. I don't really know where I'm going hair wise. You know, I've just been growing my hair out for the last four months. Um, so yeah, no, I no, I, I don't have it all figured out. No, <laughs> uh, I hate to break it to you, but yeah. you are yeah yeah <laughs> but this is the question this is why i asked this because mm-hmm. it's like you go into a room and you see people around you and you're like oh god they've got it all figured out and it's like yeah. they don't they really don't mm-hmm. like i'm 30 i'm gonna be 32 i'm yeah. married i own a house on paper i'm conventionally like i've got it figured out yeah that sounds and, pretty good to me right yeah. right right yeah. fucking do i have no idea i have no idea what i'm doing yeah uh, there's yeah, yeah. T- there's times where I'm like, do I need an adult? I'm like, oh shit, I'm an adult. <laughs> like constantly. So no, that's totally normal. And I think a lot of my 20s at least, and this is why I'm very excited to be on your podcast to talk about yeah. th- being in your 20s because I'm like, it's a mess. And then you yeah. and then you turn 30 and it's like, yay. Um, <laughs> but I feel like a lot of my 20s was just kind of like carrying a bunch of plates and like hoping you don't drop them. Yes. And like just I, I like juggling them. You're like, oh no. And, and there's just like so many times in my life where I'm like, who, who allowed me to be here? Like, yeah, but I I have this thing about, I have this thing about calling myself a man. I like, I'm not a boy. No, no, I'm not a boy. But like, when you say like, you're Joe, you're a man. It's like, oh no, I'm not adult enough to be a man. I don't, I don't know where I am. Like it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. It's, um, and I, you just think that people, who are consistently five years older than you, they're the adults. They're the... But they're not. not and it's yeah. so funny because I remember like yeah, being yeah. in high school, like being so in, in, the, in the United States, high school seemed so different because like when I was a freshman, I remember looking at the seniors and they look so big and exactly. so tall yeah. and so yeah, like yeah. older. And mm. then I was a senior and I was like, none of us look... What? <laughs> we all look like... We all look like adult children. Like this yeah. is bad. And... <laughs> like it's 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 just crazy to me it's like there's just times where i'm like who allowed me to be here who allowed me to do things and then i um speaking of tiktok i post i posted this video so i have this video of me and it's from 2019 and i was at at disneyland because before we press record i told you i got to book tickets to disneyland which is very exciting for me because i have three days left on my pass and i'm vaccinated so i'm like yay it doesn't mean i it doesn't mean i'm not going to spread vax it doesn't mean i'm going to spread covid and it doesn't mean that i'm immune from covid let's just keep that clear i Mm. know that Mm. but am i going to ride pirates of the caribbean and scream my face off when newsom told me i cannot yes Okay. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, But so I have this video of me and there was this thing called, uh, so Mickey had his 90th birthday and then they kept this thing. Oh yeah. He's no, he's like, he's a thousand. And so Mickey has his 90th birthday and they kept this thing called put your ears on. In 2019, they put it in like outside of Tomorrowland and Disneyland, which is like where like they have like but like your Astro Blasters and like Star Tours and this, not okay. and the other. You've never been, so I can tell. <laughs> it's no big deal. So <laughs> no, I, anyway. I, I, I've been to the Euro Disneyland. First Euro Disneyland. Yeah. So you've been to Paris. Yeah. So you, yes, so you yeah. kind of, sim- sim- a little bit similar. So yeah. uh, I turned 30 and my friend and I were outside and we we're like eating a burger and I hear they're like, in five minutes, Mickey's coming to dance. And like, the children are going crazy, but yeah. I went crazier. I was like, yeah. <laughs> holy shit, Mickey's coming. Like, I have to like get up and like dance with him. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So 
I am a full ass five foot three woman dancing. Like I am dancing amongst children. Yeah. Because I'm yeah, just yeah. having a blast because I'm like, I have childhood trauma and I love Mickey. <laughs> and so like when I think about like being an adult, it's like I will never get rid of my childhood wonderment, but also like who allowed me to be there? <laughs> like who allowed me to like have this? Well, the, di the difference is things, you could you then know? drive yourself home. I guess that's the difference, right? Yes, the, the, yes. The but the are, TikTok yeah, video, yeah. the funniest yeah. part was that I did the text to speech where it was like you know, like where it's like a robot that talks and sure. it's like, it's like who allowed my, or I said, I'm not above kicking any children on my 30 plus ass way to <laughs> dance with Mickey. <laughs> and it went, it went viral. Oh, like, did it? Oh, wow. Okay. It did. Well, yeah, yeah, like viral yeah. for my videos are not great. So it was like more viral than normal, but right. okay. it's like, yeah, I'm yeah. apparently weird in their context, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, I get what you're saying. Cause it's like, yeah. It's hard to just know, like, if you're doing the right thing, if you're heading in the right direction and like, you're always asking the world, like, is there a sign? Am I doing it right? And it's like, just yeah. keep going, just keep going. Mm -hmm. And you're like, mm -hmm. okay, well, I'm going to keep going, but is that correct? And the world's like, I don't know. Do you know? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I, you're right. And, and this is the thing, right? I, and we're very much used to a a uh, look at me kind of I'm doing well mm -hmm, social media mm -hmm. society and but you're right and and, and that's the thing uh, you know the people who who are posting pictures of um, my brother just had a, a baby and um oh congrats you know and and yeah they 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 send us uh yeah oh, thank you I did did most of the work um oh yeah but, you did you <laughs> delivered that baby you cut I, the cord Boop. I gave moral support <laughs> and without that who knows where they would be but uh yeah, and they post the pictures and it's all very cute and stuff, but, you know, just chat with them and stuff. And it's, you know, I, I'm sure as parents, you just must, you just must freak out all the time, Probably, you know, yeah. you know, and just in, in regard to, and obviously I'm not just, there's more things to be in adult than in the parent, but, you know, in, in, in terms of, you know, you get to the age where people post baby pictures or they, you know, post getting a house or whatever, you know, you can, I'm sure you can say if you've bought a house and, I mean, I've never bought a house, but you know, you have to fix it up. And if there's a problem, then oh you have gosh. to deal with it. And you know, if your baby starts crying, you don't know how to stop it from crying. You've got to figure that out. And you know, and then when it gets older, you've got to you've got to educate it, and you've got you've got to you've got to <laughs> teach it the morals of the world. And it's like, well, these morals are you know, it's it's a hard choice sometimes. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's just one. There's no manual the for life. There's no manual for life. And like, as technology's advanced, it's helped us, but it's also hindered us in a lot of ways. It's like, what did our parents do? Because the internet didn't exist really when well, like, yeah. at least I was born yeah. in 1989. So it's like, it didn't really happen. Like no. they didn't know what they were doing. Like what, no, they, no, no. they read like a chicken soup for the soul book. Who knows? Yeah. Um, and the, the world yeah. is very different to, to what our parents experienced in, in regards to the economy and how things yep. work and and just uh yeah how jobs work and things yep. like that and so you know I, i'm sure their advice is good but it, it might not always be applicable so we really are just figuring a, a new world out together yeah it's a, it's just always funny for me because like my mom my mom was a stay-at-home mom through and through she like yeah. helped put my dad through college my parents are high school wow. sweethearts i don't really talk about mm. my family much on my podcast but my parents i i love them to death and uh they're great people um in their own right and they like my mom's like, I'm not gonna, I know, I will never forget this conversation until like the day I die. Like I'll be on my deathbed 
And I'll think like Xanadu style about Rosebud, this conversation where I'm telling her, I'm like, Hey mom, like my podcast is kind of popping off. And she's like, Oh, well, like, when are you actually going to use your degree? And I'm like, Oh, you need my (laughs) double major in journalism and communications where I was just a marketing director previously where, Oh, I'm not using my degree. Like, Hmm. Yeah, yeah. And my just they don't get it. They like to my parents, like they don't have social media, like they don't do any of that stuff, so they don't understand like sure, anything. Yeah. Like it's like yeah. it's like help computer. My mom has an iPhone four. My dad refuses to to an upgrade iPhone it. four. Yes, yes, Flipping yes. No, heck, no. That's I, impressive. Yes, I don't know what was, that looks like anymore. I, it, I can't remember. Tiny. And my mom <laughs> will send me photos, and it looks like a potato. Like I'm like, what are you? <laughs> what? And she's like, well, I, I was sending a photo. And then, I, and then she doesn't have hands and photos. She like, doesn't what? have half of the emojis. So when there's yeah. an update, I have to remember what emojis were originally in the first <laughs> iPhone. She'll be like, what's, like the the, first what's the square? Pokemon. This is yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And my dad has a flip phone Nokia. And every time that thing breaks, he buys another one. And my dad is oh. an engineer. Like he were like, <laughs> my parents are literally like, they could buy a bunker and live in it and they'd be happy. <laughs> That's you know what credit to them though credit to them like good Jaren Jared Jared Bear and Sandy they are yeah. just uh, they're a move. So my, my mom's the opposite. Like my mom wants like the latest stuff, but she does the bare minimum. It's like she'll go on YouTube or she'll go on Facebook. She'll text occasionally, and and they'll have to persuade her that actually, mom, you don't need like you can you you can tone down your phone it can be less phone (laughs) you don't need an upgrade (laughs) so maybe i get need to get my mom speak to your mom but um no iphone 4 that's impressive i'm gonna google that i don't even know what that looks like no and then like it's it's more sad than that because like my parents like are very like much now like on the q and on spectrum of the 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 united states and so like my mom's like my mom so i'm moving to hawaii technology Maybe they'll put a microchip in with their vaccine. Who knows? But my parents, um, I, I love them to death. But like my mom, sure. she's like, so I told her about the concept of my podcast. I was like, it's about imposter okay. syndrome. It's like the feeling of like not fitting in. It's like the feeling yeah. of feeling other than. It's, she's like, well, everyone feels that way, Bianca. So that sounds really boring. So I would and I listen to it. And I was like, uh-huh. Well, I've been doing it for a year and I have merchandise. I have yeah. merchandise and okay. I have a website. Oh, thank yeah. you. So whatever. But, but, well. She's uh she, she's she's fun. <laughs> yeah, if it helps, we we subscribed our mum to our podcast. She doesn't know, but she's she, we got her phone and and because uh, I help her with so much, I know her passcode. Or no, I just put my thumbprint in, and she's subscribed to our podcast, but she she doesn't realize it. So. I love it. I love it. And you guys have been doing your yeah. podcast for how long? Um, about three, two to three years now. Three oh, years. I love it, that consistently for like a year now but uh yeah it did start about two three years ago that's amazing that's amazing Mm. and i'll give you obviously the platform to like promote that at the end of this so everyone can like figure out where that is because i do i was listening to your podcast and you guys have just such a fun banter and i love it oh thank you yeah yeah we we try anyway yeah yeah (laughs) So let's talk about imposter syndrome. And I love this question mm. because uh, imposter syndrome, like it, there's been times when my guests were like, wait, what podcast did I sign up for? Um, but <laughs> do you feel like you fit in or suffer from imposter syndrome in what ways? And what does imposter syndrome mean to you? Okay. Um, so I think for me, imposter syndrome is just not feeling good enough. Yes. And um yeah and and that is a constant feeling and 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 you know to be brutally honest even so you know I've I've been podcasting for you know a few years now I've been on different podcasts before 
and and even before now i was like oh should i go <laughs> like am i right to go on <laughs> like am i gonna be boring <laughs> you know, just this panic of like what if i only come up with one word answers like what am i gonna do and and um it's it's just a feeling of for, for me personally I, I you know i know it i know there are kind of technicalities to it i know there are um you know there's a whole syn syndrome to it but um it's that for me personally it's just not feeling good enough and and that can make me feel like i don't fit in especially mm -hmm. when you are with people who are you know very talented very educated very very funny and you just don't feel like you can keep up with with that crowd mm -hmm. um there are there are times when i do feel like i fit in but those moments i guess when like things are going well there is also a feeling that if I make one bad joke, I mean, you know, my, I guess my trauma or my, my, th my, my attempt to, to get fit in, to, sorry, to fit in is to try to be funny. There's a, there's a TikTok that I love and it, and it says, uh, it says like, were you popular in school or are you funny now? And that, that really, <laughs> that really resonates with me. And there's this constant, so I do tell, I do try and tell a lot of jokes and, um, I really should calm down a bit, but but there is this constant fear. If I just make one bad joke, then I will lose all, and it's ridiculous. I will lose all friendship, and everyone will <laughs> leave me, and I'll be alone forever. Oh, no. And I'm just gonna <laughs> all because of one, I don't know, awkward joke. And it, I say it out loud, and he's like, "That is ridiculous," but it's a real fear. And yeah, it's it's a it's a consistent consistent battle. Okay, um, but that makes so much no, it's so imposter syndrome, but that makes so much sense because like I always would like make a joke about myself, like as like mm. a like a not necessarily a self-deprecating thing, like a self-esteem thing, like when I didn't feel comfortable and I was like, okay, well, like I'll just like make humor about me. And sure. that way, like everyone will laugh and now they're laughing at my joke and therefore like we're good. But yeah. I agree with you, it's like you make one false move and like no one likes you anymore. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that on a cellular level. And it's hard. Yeah. Imposter syndrome is so weird. And like the answers I've heard over the last year have been just like so different and unique. And but resoundingly, it's like, okay, like you said, okay, I fit in. I feel like I fit yeah. in sometimes. It's like, are those times when you feel like you're being more authentic to yourself? No. Oh, gosh. I think that's a very interesting thing to say. Authentic to yourself. And I, I think as well, you know, about going through your twenties and stuff like that, I what on earth does being authentic to yourself mean? What on earth does that like? It's called I, your thirties. <laughs> All right. Okay. I mean, I just think that, you know, this, this idea of authenticity, I think is a very difficult idea to grasp because mm -hmm. we are naturally different around different people. Mm -hmm. And and you know i'll be very different around my family you know when i'm when i'm with my family i, I with we're from the north of england my accent changes i'll go more northern mm -hmm. when uh you know when i'm with um kind of my my friends my my female friends i will be slightly different than i will be with my male friends with my male friends i'll use different language again i'll say hey mate how's it going and uh, you know, there'll be different conversations with my female friends. I'll probably be, be lighter. My jokes will be different. Uh, again, you know, obviously very different with my students. That's that's a bit more understandable because you have to be a bit more professional. Um, but, you know, you technically have to be mature as a teacher as well. Uh, and so I, I just think it's, I just, I just think there's so many different elements to a person. 
how do you and then as well as the person that we're trying to become you know we're trying to be more patient we're trying to be kinder we're trying to check ourselves we're trying to leave prejudice at the door we're trying to you know we're trying to be funnier we're trying to be uh better looking we're trying to be more inclusive all these different things that we're trying to be and being different than we were two weeks ago so i just find this like being off being your authentic self i find that question very very difficult to answer and therefore it's like but without having this kind of solid understanding of who am i mm-hmm. then the you're open to this very real feeling of feeling like an imposter you know like yeah. oh, am i am i actually a funny guy or are these people being nice or you know <laughs> am i actually uh this kind genuine person or am i just having a good day and wait till it's you know wednesday afternoon in the winter and i've got no patience for anyone you know so on so on so on um so yeah, I've I've no idea. <laughs> I've well, not got any answers. I you just know what? To that sounds that sounds <laughs> no. That sounds totally normal. I felt similar to you when I was mm. your age. Um, and I sound like an old person now. Yeah. <laughs> no, but but honestly, like people told me, like, oh, you get to your thirties, and it's just right. like eye opening and whatever. And yeah. I will say, the pandemic kicked open a door for me, where okay. I realized, like, I can just be my, like my husband sees me for who I am and yeah. loves me for who I am. And has always seen yeah. me as Bianca. Right. Like, and he's mm. like, you're a fucking weirdo. And I love it. And mm. I would always shy away from that. I would dim that down in jobs. I would dim that down with friendships. I would kind of like be a doormat for a lot of things. Cause I just right. was so afraid of like that fear of rejection. Mm. And I get what you're saying about like, you know, okay, well, I'm different around my family than I am around my friends than I am around this friend's group and this friend group. And mm-hmm. that, that makes sense because we do that. But when I have been truly like just aligned in my own chakra, so to speak, and like just basically just being myself and just like unapologetically myself, I have attracted more to myself from that because I'm now just like living who I am and I'm not apologizing for it. And I think like a lot of my twenties was spent apologizing right? and being like, Oh, like, well, if you don't like it, like, hold on, let me, let me like, just like edit it. Like, mm-hmm. if you don't appreciate that, like I will, I'll change this, that, or the other. And I, I don't know, maybe it's me exiting the corporate world now, or maybe it's me being older or married. I don't even know. I don't even know if it's that. It's just it married being married doesn't teach you shit. So that that's not the point. But like it it just I think it's just that I've realized in the last year at least is one, it's been a great pause to trim the fat out of my life, right? I've had friends, I had friends that were not serving me. My 20s was a way, uh, was a time to realize people are toxic and I don't need them in my life anymore. And then my 30s have now been like, okay, well, is this what we want to do for the rest of our life? We want to sit in a, we want to sit, we want to sit in an office and we want to, we want to hate our life. (laughs) No, no girl, we're not doing this anymore. So it's, it's been nice to find myself. Um, therapy has been really great therapeutic and also, uh, you'd hope therapy would be therapeutic, wouldn't you? (laughs) Of course. Of course. Well, I I know, realize I said something kind of funny, uh, but, but having a, like going and finding myself and working on some childhood trauma, this, that, and the other, like, I feel like a more whole and complete person. And so like something I said to my husband last night, when he called me, they're transiting home. He was like, I said, I said, I just don't know if you're going to like me. And he was like, but I saw you for you when I met you. 
Mm. So you're, I'm just coming home to the same person that I saw when I left. And I was mm. like, what? That's, that's get, some like, that's some mind fucking shit. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's the, that's the nice thing though, isn't it? About being with someone, a partner or having a very close friend or a very close family member uh, is, is they, you know, we, we constantly evaluate ourselves, don't we? When we have these existential mm -hmm. crises and things like that. But you, when you have someone who is very close to you, they're a bit of an anchor and they, you know, they can see you in a different way and they, they see them all around you that perhaps you don't notice as well, you know, and they can remind you a bit of who you are and they can be a bit of that anchor and, and kind of help, help you see more of who you are than you realize. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I never should have met my husband. It was never something that should have happened. And then okay. it happened. Yeah. No, I, I mean this like wholeheartedly. Like I, I did, I told, I basically cast him off and then he came back into my life and I was like, fine. And <laughs> it was like a different, like a different app situation where he was on another app. And then finally we met and he is probably the greatest person I've ever met. He is a very, oh, very kind, nice. kind man mm. who just is the most loyal. And, but the thing I love about him the most is that he's never asked me to change a single thing on myself ever. Mm. Just mm. my last name. Like, that's <laughs> okay, fine. Yes. Take it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> take it. Boop. Take it away. So I think like not everyone can find that. And I think a lot of times people will um, settle settle okay well this is fine i guess because like the rat race everyone around me is getting married or the rat race everyone around me is doing this that and the other but uh for for me plus him like it's like you know yeah like he's been deployed since september but i'm doing great i'm fine mm -hmm. i i still love him care about him and we talk regularly and and he still loves me for me, regardless of the distance and regardless of what I decide to do. And like, when I started my podcast last year, he was the biggest foam finger champion. He was like, hell yeah. Like I, this is what you've always wanted to do. I want you to do it. And mm -hmm. I didn't know where it was going to go. I didn't know what mm -hmm. was going to happen. I had no idea. And now a year later, it's like, it's medium successful, but yeah. it's still, it's still going in the direction that I think it should be going. And therefore I think um, you know, I think every day that I make him proud because I'm now every single day I wake up and it's like, I woke up actually kind of upset this morning for other reasons. I don't know, but I woke up this morning, like in a bad mood. And then I got my Disneyland tickets. And then I was like, Oh, I'm gonna have interviews today. And then I like yeah. pulled it together. So getting Disneyland <laughs> tickets, I imagine is a good way to put yourself in a good I was mood. Like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like two weeks from a corn dog. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> but, but overall it's like, I am living my truth. And that is the most important thing because I think like a lot of my career was like pandering. A lot of my friendships were pandering and like making sure that I could fit in and fit that yeah. mold. And it just never really worked for me. And it made me more sad than it made me happy. And now it's like, now that I wake up every day and I'm just like, I'm not apologizing. I'm who mm. I am. Like mm. I'm weird, like deal with it. Uh, it's nice. It's nice. So <laughs> I, I will say, that eventually like you're going to get out of that rat race of like keeping up with the Joneses and like looking at other people's grasses and be like, those are greener than mine. And yeah. you're going to be like, who cares? Like yeah. I'm doing me. I'm over here. That's fine. Come find me. That sounds good. I look forward to that day. <laughs> well, I was, I, I want to say April it was like 13th, 2020. 
25. Or 21. 21. What, yeah. what year is it? What day is it? Who knows? Um, but let's talk about success because I okay. think this is a, a very great question. Um, because I think like everyone defines success differently. Like what looks like success to me, is going to look different to you. So what yeah. does success look like to you? And do you feel successful? Oh, do you know? Okay. So I, I, there's, I, with this one, I kind of know the answer that you should say, and then there's like the <laughs> truth, right? Okay. So, uh, do you, do you want the truth or do you want the, the nice answer? Truth. The truth. truth okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so success would be kind of would be financial financial kind of uh, mm-hmm. stability and comfort and uh it would be you know in, in regards to this podcast having a certain amount of listeners and engagement and and so on some quality of content etc cetera, etc cetera. uh it would be yeah having uh kind of a family wife kids etc etc um and uh, well, that that's that's really it. <laughs> I'm not really too fussed about anything else, really. Not that comes to mind. But I I know full well that if I don't learn, and this is where I think that this is the, this is the right answer, but it's it's not quite there yet in my head or in, in my heart. I know that if I don't learn to enjoy the now, or if I don't learn to be happy with what I have now just because just when I get those things especially with a family and you know especially you know if you're not quite there emotionally in, in for relationship you're not going to really appreciate what you have then uh, so I know if, I know the right answers the right answer is to you know success is to be to be happy and to be confident in who you are and and to be able to appreciate the day and the things that you have but that's not where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying to work towards. But uh, yeah, that would be that. That's kind of my my open, honest answer. That's okay. When I was younger, I think mm-hmm. my answer would have been that success to me was like getting married, like finding yeah. the right person, like and then like the job wouldn't matter as much, the finances wouldn't matter as much, and like we'll figure it out. And uh, <laughs> what I've learned after being married for almost four years is uh, what, <laughs> you know, like it, it, mm. it, it's, it, it's easier to say, I think sometimes people can quantify it and sometimes people can qualify it. And I think like, I agree with you, like your bigger answer is just being happy and content and like enjoying what we have. And like mm. every day is a blessing, that kind of thing. Great. But I think also like society is like, well, what's next? What are you going to do? Like what, what, what's the next paycheck? What's the next raise? Like, what's this? What's that? And the other. Yeah. And so it almost puts us into a rat race and it's more prevalent in your twenties than it is in your thirties and beyond. And the reason why is because in your twenties, it's like, Oh, well, people are married by like 27. So you gotta like get it. Or I don't even know what the age is anymore, but people are like, you have to be married and then you have to have like the 2.5 kids and the white pig offense. And for someone like me who doesn't want children, it yeah. was like, okay, well I'm married and I own a home, but what? Like that's the next step. I don't want that. And yeah. so like having to like, I think for, for me right now, success is I feel successful in the sense that I'm happy. Um, do I feel conventionally successful in the fact that like this podcast probably has like, you know, minuscule amount of listens here and there and it's doing well, but it's, it's not doing great in the sense of like, it's not Joe Rogan. It's not, you know, it's not Gary V, but 
also, do I feel like I'm making a difference? Do I feel like I'm making an impact? Do I feel like I am blessing other people? Do I feel like things I'm saying matter? Yes. And that's what makes me happy in the sense of success, because it's like, I always said, if I could start this podcast and I could change like one life or I could make someone feel better, or if I could like make someone feel seen or heard or, 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 or known or for them to feel safe, then I'm doing the right thing. And so for me, like this journey of the last year, like, yeah, okay. I'm not like working in an office anymore. Like, okay, whatever. And it's not really the time to, it's not really the time to be in an office. And yeah, (laughs) Yeah, like, and then I move and now I'm moving to Hawaii and I'm like, I guess I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. But it's that thing of at the end of the day, I wake up and I'm grateful and I'm happy. And I think like that to me right now is how I'm quantifying it because there's been so much negativity and so much sadness in the world and so much like upset. And, you know, you like me are doing a positive thing, even though it's been like gritty and uncomfortable and sad in the last year to like get through the pandemic. Mm. There's still like that twinge of hope that I can hear in your voice of like, what's next. And for me, I'm (laughs) the same way. Twinge of hope. Twinge of hope. Just a bit. Just a boop. Well, I think I like, this is the thing, right? I mean, you know, yourself and I, if we, if we went through these variables, you know, do we, do we have something, do we have, or have we had something to eat today? Yes. Yes. We are, we are doing very well compared to a lot of people in the world. Do we have shelter and do we have running water? Yes. And we are doing very well compared to a, a lot of people in the world. And we, we, you know, we went through this, the, that tick list and stuff. And I was like, well, actually life's not so bad. And, and that, that's really the life hack, isn't it? To success is, is that feeling of gratitude. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, when you really reflect on it, you, you do, I guess, I guess maybe I have this kind of, um, what's the word? Uh, like, uh, I have this, sorry, you might have to edit all these errors out. I apologize. Uh, this unrealistic uh, understanding of feeling consistently content. Like I, 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 in my head, it's like, oh, I have this idea of success of being happy. It's like this constant feeling of happiness. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's kind of, as human beings, we, we get bored of that feeling. and we, mm-hmm. we can't produce it all the time, can mm-hmm. we? And so again, I just need to get rid of that kind of idea of, of what it means to be happy. Oh, absolutely. I think, I think, uh, I think just like having it all figured out versus like Mm. success is like a constant grasping because like, you're right, like conventionally on paper, you and I are practicing gratitude. Like we have the things we want. We want for nothing in the senses we're doing okay. But societally it's this pressure of, okay, well, like, do I have it all? Am I figuring, what am I doing? Like, I'm looking at, they, they have this, I have that. Like, it's like, uh, you don't mean to do it. You don't mean to compare yourself to other people's highlights real, but at the same time, like <laughs> it's society's way of just like pushing you into a norm. And yeah. so for, for me personally, like, uh, it's been a humbling experience to just kind of like take a step back and be like, all right, like, I don't need to like compare anymore mm. because there's no point because I'm on, you know, I'm on a different planet 
<laughs> so like, <laughs> let's just agree to disagree. You're here. I'm there. Um, yeah. and it's, it's, it's humbling. It's nice. And I think like you're working towards it and you have a good, you have a good outlook on it. So I think you're going to be fine. Um, and you're doing great. Yeah. Oh, your twinge <laughs> of hope. Yeah. But I think we've addressed the elephant in the room. So let's of course, uh, say such a way to that and move on to, uh, things we're fanatical about and why, uh, what are you fanatical about? Okay. So, uh, I, I love the MCU, uh, the Marvel cinematic universe. Mm -hmm. um i i'm not i don't read the comic books uh like i have done a few times i get i, I just get a bit bored of reading comics like I, i'd rather read a book i guess but i love the mcu so i'll watch all the videos and all the uh the theories the fan theories and stuff for films coming out and like yeah i i, I like do the marathons and things like that i've never done like cosplay I, i'm not good at that kind of stuff but yeah love the mcu nice uh i had to like for a second figure out <laughs> if i well dc and marvel i always had to figure out i'm not oh, yes. that level of nerd so like who's in marvel so if it helps disney own marvel so okay oh they're yeah. opening okay so disneyland's opening yeah. and on the sixth they're opening marvel universe oh and my so that's going to be like that's going to be in one section near what they already have which is uh the guardians of the galaxy for some reason i thought disney owned dc which bleh, whatever uh but um so <laughs> so they they so they used to have this ride called tower of terror and yeah. they redid it and turned it into uh guardians of the galaxy with you know chris and all of that and so, it is way better of a ride it's so much oh, yeah. fun although yeah. it's terrifying if you're sitting in the front because you're free falling for 13 stories so it's not fun but they they were is like that, starting out is that like the haunted mansion yes so it's like the tower of terror haunted mansion but okay. the tower of terror like you go out of the elevator and you kind of like zoom zoom around Ooh, and with okay. the guardians of the galaxy are like no no no, we're just gonna like free fall you thank you like for like 13 <laughs> voice and i will right. never forget the first time i ever rode this ride uh i'm sat in the front and the shaft that we were in the elevator shaft had actually broken down and they were like we're, we're gonna test it out and we're gonna put you on the hardest mode and there was a child in the back fucking screaming crying and <laughs> i had not ridden since i was eight years old i had not ridden the tower of terror so i didn't remember okay. what it was like and i just knew that it was going to be terrifying because i hate falling i hate that feeling yeah. don't like it i hate roller coasters when it does that but you know what i, I still being credit coaster at disney california adventure is the best ride i've ever ridden as well as Rise of the Resistance at Disneyland, Flex, Flex, Flex. But it's just, <laughs> it's a great ride. And yeah. so they put us on the hard mode where it was like, stop, fall, stop, fall, stop, fall, stop, fall. And all you have is a seatbelt. Like your seatbelt and like put your, put your Mickey backpack around your knees and pray for, pray for Jesus. Like, because like you're like, if, if anything falls or has a problem, like it's not happening. And I sobbed, I was like, this is like ridiculous. And then finally I rode this ride four times of riding it later. I rode it in the back where you have a full restraint that you can hold onto because all I had was like a little door. Okay. Yeah, and I'm, yeah, yeah. if I push the door open, it's not going to happen. And I'm just like, okay, well, that's weird, but, but yeah, so, um, Marvel, I think Disney owning Marvel is good for the franchise aspect because they're turning the, uh, Disney California adventure. They're making a full Marvel universe. Over yeah. There. And you know, like, I uh, saw, so um, yeah, like I like Star Wars as well. And I believe like Disney, Disney mm -hmm. land or Disney world over there, they have like a big Star Both. Wars universe or world kind of thing. Right. 
Galaxy's Edge. Galaxy, you, you know it well. And so I'm very jealous. I would like to go visit that someday. The that last be, time really I cool. went to Disneyland, uh, so Rise of the Resistance, they started it in Disney World and mm. it's supposed to be based off of the newer movies with Kylo Ren and all yes. of that. And mm. it's, um, they took the old track from the uh, Haunted, not Haunted Mansion, but the uh, Twilight Tower of Terror. Of, oh, yeah. When they, when they, they kept that track. And then, so it's like, half immersion half acting half this that and the other it's like fully weird but like while we were like in the middle so getting a boarding pass you have to like be at the park at this rope drop and then you have to like basically just make sure all of the apps are off your phone and then you have to like like refresh and put people in your boarding group and so i got to ride yeah. it on the yeah. last time i've ever been to disneyland so i got to ride it and it was yeah. it was a, it, it was an experience it also broke down while we were sitting and waiting for it and oh, no. we were sitting like among like a bunch of stormtroopers and that was really <laughs> weird and then they were like yelling at us because they had to stay in character with their like little stormtrooper jacket thingies sure yeah, like, yeah. okay and so you're on a ride and then all of a sudden like they pull you off and they like throw you into another ride and then you're like oh my god they're coming for you blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. we gotta get you out you're a rebel and so you are going through like these these like tauntaun kind of things and it it's honestly when i say this it is the best thing i've ever ridden my entire life like i don't oh. even like star wars and it was yeah, the yeah. best thing like my husband loves it and i wrote it because my friend loves it and the sure. whole time i had a smile plastered to my face <laughs> i didn't think they could make a cgi or not a cgi but a, a animatronic that would look like adam driver just like him but it does and there's a point where he like pulls down his lightsaber and it looks like it's on the top of your car even though you don't have a top and it, sure. he's opening the floor and then there's like a drop and you're like what it's 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 honestly I, I couldn't even give it justice by talking about it clearly it is the greatest thing <laughs> and then you get out and you're like that might be the best thing i've ever ridden and then disneyland yeah. was like okay but like coronavirus is coming so do you know this hi um here she is and we're shut for a whole year thank you oh dear. <laughs> and they they don't have disneyland in hawaii as well so, uh, as, they as don't as but they have the alani which is a hotel and uh yeah like no I, I will miss i will miss it uh i I, I went to Disney World twice when I was a child right. and with my parents. I was six and then I was eight. And then I've been to Disneyland only as an adult. And I've been about 10, 12 times now. And some like a couple of those instances were like me not living in California, but then like living so close. Plus they do a military park hopper where it's like a four-day park hopper pass for like $285 plus the Plus the max pass, I think it's in total like almost 300 bucks in comparison to what you would normally pay for a ticket, which is like astronomical. So yeah. you get to park hop, there's no parking included, but my in-laws live like, um, like four miles away. So I would just Uber oh, wow. or they drop me yeah. off. No big deal. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I mean, Disneyland is my thing. And it's so funny because I called my mother-in-law today and I was like hey so I booked some tickets and I was gonna drive up and I was gonna get a sitter for the dog my dog and I was like well I'm I booked Mother's Day weekend and um I think I'll be there like the whole weekend then and she's like oh yeah that's fine and then she's like well who are you going with I was like no one <laughs> just me <laughs> and she's like well that's weird and I was like why is it weird she was like, I don't know. I was like, fully, I will ride Pirates of the Caribbean. I will ride Haunted Mansion. I don't care. 
I will yeah. ride everything alone because I've had it deprived for me for a whole year. So thank you. I will ride whatever I want. I don't care. Um, I'm sure I'll find a friend that ends up get, booking the same day as me and will go with me. But like, still, yeah, I'm yeah. like, I'm not worried about it. But yes, Marvel oh. Universe, I agree with you. It's great. And I guess they're doing like an immersive Spider-Man ride. So we'll see what that's like. Oh, really? On June oh. 9th. Yeah. I'll or June to, 6th, I'll I think. have to go over to California sometime then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So well, let's move on to popular opinions. Uh, I'm laughing because <laughs> I would agree with you. So what's an unpopular opinion you have? In oh, life? really? Okay. So, I mean, I have uh, in my life, I've managed to, to grab quite a few American friends. And uh, every time I say this, they, they reel at me. I, I don't like peanut butter. I'm not a fan. And I've tried it so many times. I tried it at Reese's. I've tried it in buttercups. Well, that's not right. The uh, cupcakes or whatever. I've tried it so many different times. I just never liked it. Never, never it's, liked it's it. It's really okay. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> I like Reese's eggs. I like Reese's Christmas trees. I like Reese's cups, but I do not like peanut butter on its own. I, I don't like yeah. sweets. So you would never see me looking at a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It's not a thing. Uh, yeah, and I don't never like peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. And I, I realize that can be quite sacrilegious to most Americans, but uh, yeah. It's I've tried more, it and yeah. I just, uh, I don't like the nutty taste. I don't like the peanutty <laughs> taste. <laughs> I love it. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we are winding down and it is just absolutely a joy to have you on my podcast. And I so much appreciate it, Joe. But um, I always love to give my guests the floor to promote whatever they would like. So what would you like to promote? Yeah, I just love to promote my my podcast, How Do You Survive Your 20s? So it's all about uh, going through life in your 20s, but it's not, you know, obviously it's open to everyone. So if you are over 30 or, uh, you know, coming up to 20, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we love to hear uh, everyone's experiences and, and advice and and it's a, it's a good community. Uh, it, it did used to be called How to Survive Your 20s, but I guess we got imposter syndrome and we realized that we we didn't know how to survive your 20s. So you're so like, we do, we'll it. change it to do. <laughs> yeah, so how do you? So we made it more of a question. And so that's for everyone to to kind of uh, answer. Uh, yeah. So you can find us uh, on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, How Do You Survive Your 20s. You can also find us on Instagram, How Do You Survive Your 20s, or Facebook or, or Twitter, How Do You Survive Your 20s as well. Oh, well, I love it. And thank you so much for taking the time today. And of course, no, my listeners, Everything's going to be in the description, the podcast, all of that, uh, how you can connect with them. It's all going to be in the description. And of course, you know, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I'm so appreciative of it. It's so nice when I can have a, a cross continental conversation, transatlantic or whatever, to talk to someone who uh, just makes me laugh. You you gave me some belly laughs, my friend, and I, I so appreciate that. Um, so to my listeners, of course, this is Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. And, uh, you know, everything's going to be in the description to meet up with the guests. Please follow, listen, especially if you're struggling with your 20s or trying to understand how to be an adult. I mean, I don't even know how to be an adult. I'm 32. So... Uh, yeah. And um, of course, you know, if you like this podcast and you're listening for the first time, if you're coming from how, how do you survive your 20s and you're coming to listen to this podcast, uh, like me on Apple, give me a five. That would be really great. Share me. You can visit me at please don't kick me out.com. You can send me an email at pdkmopodcast at gmail.com. Find me on the interwebs, all of that. But again, thank you, Joe, so much again for taking the time on just a random Tuesday to have a little kiki in a chat. No, thank you so much for having me on. It's been uh, it's been really fun. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Well, I look forward to speaking to you soon. Bye. Take care. Bye. Oh 
my goodness, I am so excited to announce that of merch. It is my 90s fantasy, and I just have to say thank you to my friend, dear, dear friend, Lara, who is the second guest ever of my podcast. We just celebrated one year of the podcast. We now have a lovely website. She helped me help computer. Uh, and uh, so if you want to live your 90s fantasy, we've got mugs, we've got blankets, we've got fanny packs. We're, we're working on a denim jacket. There's a lot. There's a lot going on. So go to please don't kick me slash shop and buy some merch, y'all. Hey, weirdos, you know that the unofficial slash official sponsor of my podcast is Forbidden Bingo with DJ Rockstar Aaron Rich and Curtis. If you haven't played before, it is free to play online. What the heck else are you doing? It is a freaking quarantine still to this day. How long have we been doing this? Anywho, ForbiddenBingo.com or if you're in Denver, you can play in person on Tuesdays uh, and there's a lot of opportunities. So go to ForbiddenBingo.com. So I'm in Hawaii, so it's 4 p.m. my time on Thursdays and I'm bad at time zones and I went to Sylvan so I won't even say what other times it's at because you can get all that information from DJ Rockstar Aaron at ForbiddenBingo.com and Rockstar Aaron was also a guest on my podcast that was episode 84 and this last week I played with Lloyd Spencer from Below Deck how fun okay so it's 18 up to play no children just gotta say that ForbiddenBingo.com and tell Rockstar Aaron and the crew that I sent you mahalo listeners, I wanted to share a special promotion for you from Dash of Pep. Dash of Pep is a clothing boutique that offers non-binary clothing that has fun prints that support mental health and empowering you to be your best self. In this pandemic, it is great to shop small and support small businesses like Dash of Pep. More than 50% of my wardrobe is from her adorable store. Robin at Dash of Pep has graciously given me a promo code for you to use at checkout. Use PDKMO to receive 15% off your order. Again, that is www.dash of pep.com and you can enter pdkmo at checkout to receive 15% off your order. This has been Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, like, comment, share, tell a friend. You know, that's how I'm going to keep these stories and going. Also, if you want to be a podcast guest, you can reach out to me at pdkmopodcast at gmail.com and we can get it set up. Thanks everyone for your continued support. And I look forward to, you know, connecting with you again next Monday.